welcome welcome uh we are in poor spirits i have with me the one the only dimitri gellis what's up and uh, i am mark who knew it's a debate day we love to debate we do uh we're gonna debate on whether it's better to day drink or night drink yeah right right i'm starting off with a day beer billy goat tavern pilsner that you got me just a way to wake you up. But even though we're doing beer, we are going to make each other cocktails, as always. Yeah, Just yes. for fun. Of course. So, uh, if this is your first time joining us, what are you doing? This is like our fifth episode now? Yeah, you guys should have tuned in a long time Come ago. Come on, but... get on it. Go go back and listen. But uh, we like to make cocktails for each other and then digress from there. What are you making? I'm actually making you a mezcal sour. Ooh. I made one the other day, and I really liked it, and this is just kind of... It's not necessarily a classic by any means, but it's just going to be a good drink. I like that. I am doing, I guess, what would be a classic, a French 75 or a take on the French 75. Uh, I'm, I'm adding some day drink into it. I know I'm supposed to be defending night drink today. Yeah. Right. But I don't think night has a specific drink. I think you can drink whatever you want uh, at night. But if I come in and order a Bloody Mary at 11 p.m. I was about to say, yeah. Are you going to be angry? Yeah. yeah. Are you going to make it? Yeah, but you'll be upset about it. So I took the middle ground, knowing that, knowing full well that, I took the middle ground. Hi, Zeppelin. You make that. That's easy. Zeppelin, what's up? You're the worst. We're going to have to redo this whole thing. No, we're not. No, we're fine. Uh, but now is a perfect time. If you have anything you'd like to drink with us while we talk about this uh, day drink versus night drink, go ahead and make that now, because we'll be right back. All right, cheers. Cheers, buddy. Day drinking all day. Day drinking all day. That's uh, Are we starting this fight? We're not even going to just talk about these cocktails and how delicious this Mezcal Sour is? Is it good? I like it. It's, it's really good. Yeah, it makes me feel like downing this and getting on the dance floor. I could do that all night. <laughs> all you want to do is dance, man. That's what nightlife is. You just is. gotta let that peacock peacock fly over there. I'm gonna. When they let me. When they let us all back out. Right now, we're not gonna be able to do that. So, it's, it's what I want to do. Alright, I'm sorry. Plus, it's the nightlife, right? When you're going out, even if you're a wallflower, you are going to essentially watch people dance. Unless you're going to like a fancy cocktail party or bar but even then music's gonna be playing and i bet you someone's gonna get drunk enough to start moving their hips a little <laughs> so in my opinion night nightlife goes hand in hand with dancing that's what i feel people would associate a night out with regularly yeah that makes sense uh i'd say there's a lot less dancing during day drinking yes depending on the event like if you're day drinking and going to an all-day concert then of course you're dancing but i'd say there's a lot more Sitting around associated with day drinking. Usually it's something to cure a hangover, right? Like you will go and do a brunch. I feel like most people would associate day drinking with brunch, right? Yeah, brunch is a good way to start it off. So brunch is awesome, right? Brunch is the perfect food to cure a hangover. But ideally, in a day drinking situation, if you're going to brunch, that's like the start of your day. Hopefully you're not super hungover. Because then you're probably going to get drunk way too fast to try and correct it. And then you're going to be the first one to tap out at the day drinking marathon. You have a lot to think about if you're day drinking. Yeah, like do you, it depends on like what the the plan is. Are you just drinking to get over your hangover? Then yeah, then go pass out at 5 p.m., wake up at 9 or 10, feeling all right, you know. Okay. Uh, if you're, if you're trying to day drink all day and have fun, I would not recommend going out the night before. 
Absolutely not. But you're now you're taking over the whole day. You're going into my night over here is what I'm saying. You're I would say day drinking ranges from like 10.30 a.m., depending on what you're doing, to 8. I wanted to start this at 11 a.m., which you said was like the earliest you could get up. Yeah, I was just woke up. I forgot that no, it was you're, Tuesday. You're fine. You're good. I'm more <laughs> curious about like, what about like I say, day drinking belongs to those like six a.m. Six a.m. Would you ever do that? Like a six a.m. wake up to drink. Yeah, because but... they've done that. Like we do those all the time with tea box and stuff like that, right? Where people are getting drunk. I feel at like 8 it's like eight a.m. Now that's aggressive day drinking. But that's those a are like. Uh, and T-Box and, like, St. Patrick's Day are the day you start drinking at, like, 9 a.m., but, like, it's a holiday. It is, yeah. And we're in Chicago. Like, that's all we do. <laughs> we like our drinks. We like our drinks. That's me say- aggressively saying 6 a.m. would encompass a day drink if you were up. I'm going to say, like, if but that's if I had to put a time period on what day drinking is, I would, like I said, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock until, like, 7 to 8 p.m., do you agree or disagree? I agree. All I, right, I cool. would say that that works absolutely. I think anybody drinking at 6 a.m. Uh, is somebody who is left over from the night drinking. Yeah. Those would be our after hours folks, I believe, um, which is my realm. And I think night drinking uh, is more... And I'm going to say I have a bias here, too, because I have been stuck in this quarantine for a while but i think that it is more of something to look forward to like that night out you know you get ready for it you take a shower you put on maybe some of your better sneakers and you go and you meet up with the friends you have a good time uh it's it's that mystery and the potential that the night kind of imbues right there's so much that a night like you don't know what's coming it's almost an adventure on its own and I, I fully support that, I will say, because, but I believe that it, that has a lot to do with the type of people that we are and that we, you know, enjoy nightlife because if we didn't like it, then why would we spend our nights in it, you know? Right. Um, because we do it by choice to provide that experience for people um, and be that thing to look forward to, to some people. That's just like a regular everyday thing. Like we don't get to go out on Friday nights a lot. You You're know? right. So it's it might be slightly different, but I I would not disagree with that point. But yeah, I I think we do hold those nights, or we see those nights a little differently because of our position within those nights on a regular basis. So I did some research, uh, and the working class Americans in like the 1900s to the 1920s would gather in honky tonks. They called them. They would call them juke joints. Uh, to dance to music played on piano or a jukebox. Kind of morph those into speakeasies during the Prohibition. You could always go to a bar, you know, or some sort of whiskey hole and drink and have conversation, play cards, like saloons back in the cowboy days. But this was a in the 1900s to the 1920s, these honky-tonks, these juke joints, these were places to go listen to music and dance. And that's where it kind You're of You're still started. talking about dancing? I, no, I, I honestly think that that's associated with this day drinking, because it's... 
this is day drinking what no with night drinking sorry we're on night drinking right now i know you said day drinking that was my bad but i associate with night drinking okay go ahead so i think that those go hand in hand and that's what this these night outs we talk about are when we say something like day drinking we we immediately associate to brunch when we say something like night drinking we think nightclub night nobody out. says night drinking though they just say let's go drinking we literally worked at a place that would pull the chairs at 6:30 to make way for dancing if that doesn't tell you that night is associated hey, with dancing like i don't know why i have to argue PM. this with you why are you so fr- <laughs> are you from footloose are you the parents from footloose right now i'm not discrediting dancing i'm just saying we already talked about dancing and i gave you that point I'm I'm and saying so we're going more I'm just, I was just fucking with you. I'm just saying, <laughs> Mr. Footloose parent over here. I am the Footloose parent. Okay, well we're going to dance. I am no fun. It gets deeper, my friend, so buckle up. 1933, there was a repeal of prohibition and that was around February and they brought back the nightclubs in a big way, which brought in huge bands. Big bands and that's what you would now go to like these clubs to. These nightclubs were associated with these huge productions uh, with dancing, singing, uh, people really expressing themselves uh, through their musical instruments. Uh, and that was a, a, a huge thing that came back right after uh, the prohibition, which obviously in my opinion, huge things are going to happen after everybody gets to go out again after this, you know, and I think something fun's going to happen with our uh, industry as well, because it's just it, the need of, of people wanting to have that, the necessity of us needing to cheer ourselves up after all of this uh, quarantine depression. Uh, I think it'll be a new age of, of going out as well, kind of like we see in here. Uh, so here's where it gets super fun, because around this time is where you get kind of World War II happening and stuff like that. Uh, And in occupied France, jazz and bebop music and the jitterbug dance were banned by the Nazis. So in an act of French um, retaliation, they essentially uh, met in these hidden basements where they danced and listened to all this band music. These young patrons would go and dance here. So much so that it would spread to uh, occupied Germany. It would. Uh, there were actually these anti-Nazi dance clubs, uh, and the people who ran them were known as Swing Kids, which is pretty fun. But what does that have to do with drinking? That's where drinking was hand in hand with this. This was tandem. Because they were nightclubs. Because prohibition was lifted, but there was no prohibition in France. They were obviously banning the jitterbug and jazz and bebop. So yeah. you, you can only imagine what else they were doing. I just think that it's a very, very cool thing that has been around, like going out for the night, drinking, dancing, listening to music. That's why I think it's better, though. It's revolutionary in a way. What does day drinking have? Okay, so I have a few different things that I want to talk about with day drinking. Okay. Um, one you might not understand fully. Day drinking, to me, is associated with tailgating. And... Sporting events would not be the same if you couldn't tailgate. College football games, most college stadiums in the United States don't allow alcohol sales. So if you want to be drunk for that game, you got to spend all day drinking. So if that means the game's at 11, you're waking up at 8. You're waking up at 8 and you're starting to drink. And then you're going to have fun. And you're going to have memories. And a lot of times, most people don't get to go to a lot of games. So it's something that they'll always remember and like think about. I think that without day drinking, and it sounds silly because you are wiping your memories... <laughs> sitting around drinking alcohol at 8 a.m. But without day drinking, sports wouldn't have the same meaning to people. I mean, look at right now. The Buffalo Bills won their first playoff game in fucking forever. 
I don't even know how long it's been, but they're in the playoffs now, and they're probably more known for the tailgaters of the Buffalo Bills than the actual team because they all get drunk and have fun before the games and day drink. They're like Bills Mafia is something that's extremely well known, <laughs> and they're well known for jumping through tables. Nice. Not that that supports it, but like that's a cultural thing that that city does all together. Like there's people that go to these tailgates that don't even go to the games. Most a lot of the people don't even go to the games. Well, they probably don't make it past the tailgate because they're so drunk. Yeah, but they have a good fucking story about jumping out the hood of their car through a. <laughs> and you said you said maybe I won't be able to understand, but I can actually relate to this. I was lucky enough to go to uh, Lambeau Field. Uh, <sighs> recently uh it was uh back at when my cousin got married and we were in milwaukee for the wedding and i think it was tailgate the wedding at lambeau field because i would have done that shit the wet the wedding was before and then we all went as like a group to the game after so we we had already gotten our nuptials on um and so but it was it was awesome it was one of the most fun experiences i've had in a while they closed off so many blocks uh, just leading up to the stadium and it was a party it was like it was like a circus it was uh it was like a circus mixed with a community fair all in one so i'd say lambo and the green bay fans are similar to the fans in buffalo um not quite as crazy but in the sense that like buffalo doesn't really have a lot of like there's not much else going on there's i think they have a hockey team i might be lying they may have used to i don't even know i think they do I'd have to look that up. But anyway, um, like they don't have a lot going on. And, and the Bills were really good in the 90s and never won the whole thing and are just kind of like almost not a joke, but have been slightly laughable in the few, in the past. And now they're a serious football team that's getting ready to, to make a run. I'd love to see. I mean, I, I expect to see Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. I don't know if that's too sports heavy right there but no, i'm excited to see i it. don't think it is but i'm gonna come at you the way you came at with me when i went on my tangent dancing now you're only talking about sports okay you have okay. completely i'll left. get away from sports no no which is no, fine but i was trying to get back to green bay my bad so green bay is the only <laughs> the only organization that the city owns the team in the national football league like if you own if you own land in green bay you can buy into the team so that's yeah, why it's such that. a fucking community up there. And it was, and honestly, like what, that's it was what they have, super you know? fun. It uh, it made me feel like we it was an event because we did. We had to wake up early. We had to take a bus with, uh, I think what they were playing, I want to say the Lions. Um, but it was it was super fun. The sense of community getting. I but, could see you as a Lions fan. Well, could you? being from like California. Yeah. Just like, you know, lovable loser. I'm a lovable <laughs> loser. I'm going to take it as a compliment. Um... No, but I, I'm just saying it, it felt like it was an event. We woke up early to get there, dressed up in our gear, uh, got hooked up with the homies from the wedding family as well, which was super fun. So here's where I'm going to take my first jab at you in order for you to like your first pro about it is like that tailgating. To me, that's you just trying to capture the nightlife in the morning. That's that's you literally grabbing the essence of that, like, what's going to happen? Because it's great. Like, it's a community of people. You don't know what's going to happen next. But that's not typically day drinking, in my opinion. That's tailgating. And, yes, it happens in the morning. It does. 
But in my opinion, it's like how you're knocking me for dancing in my dance clubs. I feel like tailgating to a lot of people is the birth of day drinking. Though. I As a younger I college student. Disagree. I, I get that and I get what you're saying. But I don't, I, A, I poo on your tailgate because... It's fun and it's great. It's definitely day drinking. You can't it's, say tailgate's not tailgating's not. Day what drinking. if it's a night game? You know what time I start. What drinking if it's for... a seven p.m. game? What talk to me now? Eight a.m. Still. <laughs> if you make it to the game, you make it to the game. <laughs> oh, I I've hear done what you're that saying. more than once in my life. Yeah, yeah, I've literally done that more than you're once. You're just gonna enough. be. No, because you're gonna watch the other games all day, or if you're a student, you're fucking, and you're trying to get into a big game. You're in. The, you're camping out. If you're a real fan. Because it's first come, first serve. Yeah, but you're not there for the drinking. You're there for the sports. And I, again, will bring up the card. But the sports are not nearly as fun without the drinking. Neither is the dancing. Yeah. So get off my ass. (laughs) You're on my ass. I know, because you were on mine. (laughs) I don't know why. I agreed with dancing immediately. (laughs) I agreed. And I I agreed with, with tailgating. No, you did not. Yes, I did. I said I just went to one and can relate and had, like, one of the most... Fun times. But then you said that it's not day drinking; it's a different experience. No, I said that you're you're trying to latch on to that experience of of the night of the mystique, like yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. The, the the getting ready for it. Like I'm also now. You also have to claim the brunch side of it as well. Brunch isn't fancy anymore. It was at one point. So what do I have to own up to brunch? Brunch is dope. I love breakfast food, uh, and I wake up at noon. I'm I'm saying that brunch is usually something that you it's a crutch brunch is that thing that you use when you're hungover when i'm usually going to brunch it's because i've either worked a really long night went out drinking after work and then woke up uh before i have to go to work again to try and like rally you gotta get out of this bartender mentality though though we're bartenders though yeah but the most of the world isn't sure Fine, but they're listening through our focus right now. So I'm just saying this is, this is like I'm just going through my my routine here with brunch. And not only that, but uh, sure, let's say I didn't have to work the night before. So I'm going out on a Friday. I'm drinking until I can't remember, and then I'm waking up the next day and I'm meeting up with the guys or the girls to go and 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 get myself healthy again, if you will, like to to get make myself feel better because I I have that hangover, right? So, in my opinion, brunch is always a, starts off awful, in pain, usually. You have to wear your sunglasses because no, you don't want to see these bags. You, and then, on top of that, you, I know what you're saying, but and if you're going to make me walk in everybody's shoes here, you're not thinking about the chicks who have to put their makeup on between the day drinking and the going out at night. You don't even think about that. You get to take a nap, sure. You get a you get a rally and fart on whoever's coming up next. You get to do that. The girls have to take a shower, make up it up, and then go out. Cause guess what? We're dancing. They're taking a nap. Cause we're dancing. They're taking a nap too. No, I mean I'm Everybody's just saying there's a there's a lot okay. of different there's a lot of different variables going into it. But in my opinion, when you start brunch off, it is always with usually a hangover. What about and the people that, that is a negative in my book? What about the people that go to, like. You know, have a plan to start their day on Saturday at 11 a.m. at brunch, and their plan is just to drink all day. Do you think that they're going out and getting shit faced the night before? I what don't if, know. I don't what know if their they life. don't? You're, what, you're... If, what if they're making the event 
the day drinking that is tomorrow. I I don't think that as your, your defense of as your I don't think your defense of day drinking hinges on these hypothetical people. I think you need to support it for what it is, and I and you can't deny that okay, every so brunch starts e- in pain. You're right. It ends deliciously, mm-hmm. and most of the time with relief, and then you go take a nap. That's not a day drinking session though. That's a hangover cure. I'm talking about day drinking starting with brunch. Day drinking. If starting... you're planning on drinking right. the rest of the day. Okay. Well, don't go get hammered the night before. You gotta follow the rules of day drinking. Okay. I'm just saying, when I go to brunch, it's usually not spawned by like let's have a lo-. like you said brunch is not fancy anymore. You brunch said that. Ain't fancy. Exactly. So no one's doing what you're saying. Basically, everybody is coming to brunch only because they're hungover. No, what if they're going to brunch to get bottomless mimosas to get wrecked for the day? Okay. Those are the people I'm talking about. Right. Get wrecked for the day, they want to drink all night, and they're going to go to brunch again probably the next day to cure themselves. Yeah. So one of their brunches is... So All right, I'll take a negative point on brunch. One out of every two brunches is awful. And that's a fifty-fifty chance that one of them's going to be good. Not only that, like that's what brunch. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit low here. I'm gonna hit real low here. Brunch is always gonna be the like I said the crutch, and it's always going to be the part of the day where you're trying to revive yourself and get yourself ready for whatever else is next in store. Whereas night drinking is usually a celebration, a celebration that you beat that hangover. A celebration that you maybe uh, finished a project at work or you graduated from, from some sort of class. Uh, it's always done mostly in celebration. We go out at night. We wear our fanciest suits and our fanciest dresses because we want to look good. We go to brunch in our shame and in our big old sunglasses. What if you start drinking at brunch? What if you're not a big drinker? I I what heard if, your I heard that argument, but if, we both know that that's usually you started this so by saying brunch if, ain't fancy anymore. Okay, so like, not new point. You can win brunch. I don't want to talk about brunch. <laughs> brunch is over. It, yeah. So let's say you you want to go day drinking, but you're an adult and you're not going to go out later on. A benefit of day drinking would be that you go to bed at eight o'clock, sleep the whole night, and then you feel great the next day. You can you can cure the hangover with day drinking, right? Like if you call it a night at eight and wake up at nine a.m. the next day, thirteen hours later, you'd have slept it off. So that's a point for me. That is a point for you. <laughs> Quick point. Quick point. Well, so I've just been talking about dancing a lot, and that's because <laughs> that's because I think that <laughs> what I think I personally think that night drinking is associated with nightclubs right no i'm not going to a nightclub if i'm going out drinking i'm going to a bar i'm just saying even if you're going to clark street ale house there's a jukebox there and people will get up and dance we've we've gotten up and dancing i'm saying that that sort of spirit that idea if you're going out at night you're not just sitting in some dimly lit bar in quiet music is involved yeah nobody disagreed with that i know I, but every time I bring up dancing and music, you act like, what is this foreign thing? It doesn't no, belong to no, the night. No, 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 it no, doesn't no. belong in that I'm, nighttime life. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying 
We already talked about dancing. I know. I I'm just saying. You just keep bringing it up. I because I think that it's, it's synonymous. Point. I think it's synonymous. With and I life. completely agreed. So then I'm going to be referencing it a lot. Are you going to be able to get over it? No. Well, shit. Because in go the ahead, 1980s, this is a point for you, by the way. Disco in the 1980s became more of an American uh, word, and that was after it really blew up with DJs, actually. Uh, DJs and more electronic music and things like that uh, and a lot of the times it would just be like a singer uh, with somebody on like one one single disc track or one record excuse me one record on a scratch board uh, and a lot of drugs kind of flooded into that as well so a lot of blow quaaludes and things like that so I will put that as like the crime that kind of went into that and it became its own sort of economy as well uh and that's on the nightlife there's a lot of other i mean there's a lot of other things if you want to go that road that are associated with nightlife too tied in with drugs and things like that people get roofied at night a lot more i would say drunk driving accidents at night compared to like day which would make sense that's just like a simple fact but a lot more people are driving drunk at 2 a.m. versus like 2 p.m. You teed it up for me. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Why, why are you giving away points? Oh, it was just the stuff I was learning today about the, the nightlife and, and the history of rock and roll and, and how it's associated with alcohol. And within our rock and roll and hip hop and all that itself, like all this music, it, it just it's so tied to us trying to express ourselves, which is what I think a night out entails, you know, and... Um, and I think that's why you will go into even uh, some sort of cocktail bar or some hole in the wall. And of course, there's going to be some sort of music playing. To change gears slightly, I think day drinking, this is another point against my, or for myself. I'm not going against myself like okay, you. Let's hear it. Um, I think you can capitalize on like deals and it's cheaper to drink during the day. Although you probably drink lower class, a lower class of spirit or beer or wine than you would normally drink or champagne during the daytime um but you can normally capitalize on something like a bottom of samosa or a bucket deal from noon to four you know first five beers you can find places with happy hour from two to six or four to six or two to four you know you can hit the happy hours and save money like that and then in general you're probably you're drinking Roughly the same amount, if not a little more than you would at nighttime, but you're doing it over like a seven to eight hour span instead of like a four to five hour span. More bang for your buck if you want a day drink on a weekend. Day drinking for us as bartenders and people in the industry uh, can have another benefit. I don't know about you, but a lot of times I like to be, I like to be the only ones in the bar. Like I like to have four, four or five people with me, but I like us to be the group in the bar. And just like hang out and be chill, you know, like at and, the bar, actually, or just like in a booth at the bar. We're... No, like maybe not the only people, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we're pretty much the only people there. OK, you know what I'm saying? I love those situations. The only one you're not like packed in or crammed into a place. I don't like to be crammed in. No, I don't mind a place having some people in it, but I I don't want it to be like hard to move. I, that makes me uncomfortable. And I feel like you can find that situation or you find that situation a lot more at night you can find the ideal situation my ideal situation 
day drinking a lot more than night drinking. That sort of a situation would only happen on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Monday. You cannot do that kind of brunch on a Saturday or Friday morning. Friday morning, I bet you could. Maybe. But, I mean, most places... Oh, I'd say, like, the morning. I'm saying, like, you know, one in the afternoon, two in the afternoon. When a place just opens. On a Friday, Saturday, a place that does brunch is opening at one or two. Not Saturday. Not Saturday. Okay. Any other day during the week. All right. What do you got? I think that the night is where we will make most of our money. Of course. Consistently. You're going to always, night, night is what's going to keep you alive. If you're having a place that does like breakfast as well, they're still relying a majority on that night. night so I would, profit. I would say as a business, yes. I would say as a bartender or a server, sometimes if you get those day shifts by yourself, you can capitalize and make more money individually than you would as a crew later on. I'm on your team here. Um, I'm saying that I also, not only that, even if I don't just capitalize and make more money, sometimes I make the same amount of money I would on like a busy Saturday night. And it, it just feels a little nicer. Uh, the morning, and then having your night laid out in front of you, you can either be lazy and just like go drink at home, or you can get ready and get ready for that fun adventure of the night. So I agree with you there. As a from a bartender's perspective, fortuitous day shift where even if you're just matching the money that you make on like a busy night shift is way better than a busy night shift. So you like day drinkers better than night drinkers? Mostly because they're either too tired to be assholes because they've been up all night and they're literally here to just kind of like get better. Um, or they're starting their day and I don't know, as a bartender... It's not usually as crazy at the bar. So like working at the place I just worked at uh, before we got laid off, I was able to not only bartend, but do some tables as well. So my bar wasn't usually crazy, crazy busy. And I would also get like fun interactions with my tables and things like that. Most of the people there, yeah, a bit nicer. Where the night, you know, even at, at like that place that we did work together, they would pull the chairs at a certain point during the night routine um, for like the dance floor so that people would have more room and so that people just wouldn't stand in front because at that point we just want to burn and turn as it got crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's just a lot less personal and a lot less intimate. You don't get to make, um, uh, you know, being a bartender only and not a server, you don't get to have that little relationship that we get with our customers so yeah I, I think that's more enjoyable in my opinion yeah i'd rather open one hundred dollar tab than ten ten dollar tabs i have a pretty good knack for talking to anyone the idea of being able to converse and then make a personal connection and earn you know that little extra on a tip it's, it's a good feeling um but that's one of my favorite parts of bartending honestly you get it. You get good conversation with people, and that is half the, the fun of bartending. Uh, getting to meet different people, so yeah, I will give you that point. The daytime is usually a place where you can have those conversations. So people like day drinking so much that there's like dedicated rules, and I kind of hit on them earlier, but like simple things like make sure you eat, <laughs> and uh, you know if you have a 
day, big day of drinking ahead. Don't go get drunk the night before. Um, make sure you drink a bunch of water the night before. And try and hydrate yourself and get ahead of whatever's going to happen the next day. Uh, one of the rules on, on Thrillist says do not partake in the bottomless booze. Because you probably will get drunk too quickly. No shots at brunch. I feel like that's a real rule. It's a rule... Not with our friends. Yeah, not with our friends, but we're also savages. We're not that bad, but I mean... Yeah, we, we were. We have been bad in we, the past. For sure. I mean... How many Ubers have we been kicked out of together? I don't think any. None? No, oh. you missed those days. Never mind. Yeah, I don't think we've ever done oh, that. Oh, yeah, you didn't come to the planetarium. Me and Marvin got kicked out of an Uber together once. <laughs> Maybe I'm the good influence. <laughs> Are you the good influence? There's though? no way. I hope no, not. I, I absolutely hope not. I'm normally just an innocent bystander to most of the shenanigans. That yeah, no, I life. don't think you and I have ever been kicked but out I'm not of the together. Oh, that sucks. We gotta get more wild. No. Why? <laughs> what? Anarchy. Yeah, anarchy's fine. <laughs> oh, is that a sensitive subject right now? It's not, no. Uh, we're actually, yeah, we're up to date now with our recordings. Uh, last week was those those riots, and we actually, I was editing the episode that went released last week while I was watching the riots go down, so we didn't comment on them at all in the episode that actually dropped the day after the riots took place. I think we talked well, about that it. content was also from like three weeks ago. Yeah, we're fi- yeah we're finally kind of at a pace where we can be a little more topical. But we also are here uh, to be your drinking buddies. Is how we kind of feel about it. We want to get because it is. It was something to take note of, right? It was. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. It was surreal. Yeah. I mean, I was. It was weird to watch, and it's. It's even harder to swallow and comprehend. I suppose. Someone said it on the internet, and I don't know. It was just like a random video I saw, but it said. I don't want to be part of history anymore. I I think um, I agree with that. I yeah, I, I lived through the Trump presidency. Yeah, I wasn't. I was there. Yeah, we get to say that. We, we get to we get to be those people. And there's been a bunch of stuff in our lifetime that has been like that. And this is <laughs> definitely the most outrageous, like wild and. I don't even know the words to, to describe it. But. It's it's wild, and it's going to be some something of contention uh, as far as like being a divisive thing to talk about, probably on this podcast too. But we're we're allowed our our opinion on here, and we'll probably spew it more often than not. I think it was gnarly. I don't know exactly how to uh, completely digest it just yet, even though we've had like a full week. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even know the words. Yeah, it's it's. But I think that's that's kind of we've been living in like this surreal place, right? We've been kind of there for a while, like you said. Uh, that person said they want to stop making history, and I think that's what that surreal feeling is. Like, we don't expect to be a part of history. Nobody really does. Um, you know, things aren't really counted until after the fact, and uh, we're we are counting super fast now. Where. It seems that every day there's a new story. Regardless of what had happened with elections and all riots and everything like that in the last couple of weeks, we were already in a part of history that's going to be like something that our children will learn in high school. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Like, it's kind of compounding itself. Like there, there hasn't been a pandemic like this in our generation or our parents' generation, most likely. I, I mean, maybe, but nothing to the scale that's causing shutdowns like this. <laughs> and then you just add on all this ridiculousness of life 
which is, I hate that I just said ridiculousness. But. You did. I, I think, and the funny, the way that we even pussyfooting around it, if you will, for the lack of a better term, uh, is almost silly. I feel like everybody's trying not to talk about it. And, you know, everyone says, don't talk about religion. Don't talk about money or politics. And I'm almost like, well, the greatest trick the devil ever played was making everybody think he didn't exist, right? Like, I learned that as a small little Catholic boy. And I I think, you know, not to say that I, I fully subscribe to all of that. I have a very strange belief system now. But that seems right. And I think the more we don't talk about these things, the more we let them go into ambiguity, the more dangerous they can become. Because then we start villainizing them. That's what I kept thinking about when I watched it. Like, these villainizations of things and how you know we we poo-poo and we don't talk about like communism or socialism or or fascism not like i'm praising any of those things but i just think being scared to talk about them and and about all this stuff is what's really suffocating us we're having trouble calling things for what they are everything's so surreal that we want to keep it in that feeling of surrealism rather than just calling it out and and try you know i don't know and and trying to be able to live with it, grow with it, learn from it. You want to know how childish my mind is? Yeah. <laughs> All I can think about, fucking, it's Lord Voldemort. The, the, I, will, I wanted to almost make that reference. Yeah, just say like, his name. How like, childish my name is. I, I don't know. And that's for me, This mind. all this says is like people want to either vilify the Democrats or the Republicans. And I just, you know, I think... As a, as a whole unit right now, the party system is just failing us. And to, and we can't just ignore it and let it run as, it, you know, how it has been running. I know it's going to, and I know there's not much that I personally can do about it, but, like, shutting up about this stuff, not talking about politics or, like, what's actively happening isn't going to help us either. And that I, I don't fully know how to finish this idea or statement so i'm just gonna leave it there i think everybody's just mentally a little exhausted right now and that's okay that's fine to be we got way off topic of night drinking and day drinking because of uh the riots i already won the debate i don't know if you know i yeah i'm sitting here thinking maybe because the riot probably only happens at night right i will give it to you uh you have won yet again oh sucker well, you guys, uh, that has been our tussle for today. Follow us at In Poor Spirits on Instagram. We will be putting up cocktails along with pictures. Um, the recipes will be in the descriptions. And uh, we are actually going to be starting up a Discord In Poor Spirits, if that's the kind of people you are. Uh, we'll be doing recipes on there as well as taking your input for new episodes and different things along the way. Uh, we'll leave that in the description if you want to jump in uh, and chat with us. We have zero community at the moment, so come and make one with us. We also have a Twitter. Um, for some reason unknown, I could not make it at In Poor Spirits, but it's at Poor Spirits. Um, we have three followers. We're killing it. So if you guys want to follow us on there too, go for it. Be good to each other. Um, and be gentle with yourselves because it's a weird, weird time to be alive right now. Uh, and you're not alone. Uh, we'll see you next time. We love you. Love you. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe.